Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. Akuo, thanks for joining us today. This year, God gave us a clear word to guide our church and us as individuals for the year 2023. And that word is ready. This is what we are supposed to be walking with in our minds this year, that we are ready. You are ready right now. You are ready to live out the purpose that God has created you for. And the way that we can do that is by living out the four L's of Akua, the four L's that we always talk about. They are the four things that we know that God has called all of us to do, no matter what our purpose on this earth is. They are listen to God, love people, learn your purpose, link to your community. And I know that you are all ready to live your life in a way that reflects God through these four hours. And so far, we spent a couple of weeks talking about listening to God. And then last week, Abel kicked off the love people idea. And today I'm going to continue with what it looks like to love people. Now, before we started Akuo, I used to work at a church called City Tribe. Definitely loved a lot of people there. I appreciated my time there. And one of my favorite things about working there was that we worked out of an old theater called the Cameo Theater that was built in the 1940s. Eventually it would get renovated. But when I first started there, not much had changed from when it was built in the 1940s. About 80 years plus had gone by uh, for for that to be uh, anything had been touched there, including the stage. It was the very same wood they used when they first built the theater. Now, one of the drawbacks, even though it looked cool, it was cool and vibey and all that, uh, was the lack of convenience. Like there was only one set of light switches for that entire room. And they were on the opposite side of where we had to walk in through the back entrance. It was like way in the front of the building. So regularly, I would walk in through the back, through the theater, in the dark, and I'd have to make all the way, I'd have to make it all the way from the back to the front. I'd have to hop down off the stage, go around all these chairs, and eventually get to the light switches. But after years of making this trek, I started to get used to it. Started to get good at it. To be honest, I got a little bit cocky about how I could maneuver through there. And, and one thing to know about me is like, I, and part of it is because I have oddly amazing low light vision. So I'd go in there, no lights on, and just walk to the light switches. It had become such a second nature to me that I could do this in complete darkness. Until one day. One day I walked in and I was talking with a coworker and just, you know, mingling back and forth with them. Well, as I walked on the stage, I overestimated where it ended. I was like the old Roadrunner cartoons where Wile E. Coyote runs right off the edge of the cliff, but like keeps on running like the cliff is still under him. Y'all, I walked right off that stage and landed with a thud. I hit the ground, paused a second. I was, I was okay. And once I realized I was okay, I started laughing hysterically. And from that point on, I made sure to have the flashlight on my phone on every time I walked in from the back. Have y'all ever had a situation similar to this? Maybe not falling off a stage in the dark, but maybe you ran into the wall uh, in the dark after you turn it off when you're going to bed. Or for you parents, you stepped on a Lego, right? Like you feel like you're gonna die when that happens. And 
uh, all that. Or, or how about this? Have you ever tried to show love to someone and you realized that what you actually were doing wasn't helpful at all, right? Like you were trying to do this thing for them and you're like way off of what they actually wanted. Like I know that's happened to me a bunch of times. I have this idea of how I can help or what I can do to show love to someone. And I forget to take into consideration, you know, what they would want. I mean, y'all know the old saying, look before you leap. Well, I think this connects to like what we're talking about right here, right now. And what we were talking about last week. When we love people, we actually have to understand where they are for us to love them well. We can't just walk blindly into the situation and expect it to work. Because if we do, we're going to fall off a stage or a cliff into the darkness. So what we need to do is look before we love. We need to look before we love. We need to look at the people that we want to show this agapow love for. We need to look at the people that we are going to serve with love and see what they need before we do anything for them. Because here's the deal. If we want to serve someone just the way that we want to, I'm not sure if that's us even really loving them. It's just us doing what we want to do. And that's not necessarily loving them. So we have to do our best to look before we love. And someone that was a genius at doing this, as I'm sure you could guess, was Jesus. Jesus was amazing at being able to see where people were and loving them in the exact moment, in that place that they needed it. And not just feeling love for them, but actually showing love through his actions for these people. One of the better examples of this is found in the account of Jesus' ministry as recorded by the Apostle Matthew. At this point, we are about to read, Jesus is pretty early on in his ministry and he's becoming a very big deal in this area. But he doesn't have his full crew yet. He hasn't picked out his 12 guys that are going to work with him and walk with him every single day. And that's where we're going to pick up here in Matthew's account. Matthew 9 says this, As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. There's only a few sentences here, but there is so much to unpack. First off, Jesus is walking along and he sees a stranger. He sees Matthew sitting in his tax collector's booth. to give And to give you some context, tax collectors back then were very much like, looked down upon in their culture. And it was for good reason. In that time, tax collectors were thought to be crooked. They were literally thieves. They would ask for extra money, give what was owed to Caesar, and keep it for themselves. So when he's sitting in that tax collector's booth, he's literally sitting in a booth that says, hey, I'm a thief. And Jesus saw that. So he understood what Matthew needed in that moment. He understood the right way for Matthew to be loved. Jesus invited him to do something greater than what he was doing. You see, at that point, Matthew was serving the Romans. He was serving Caesar. So to turn to Jesus, a rabbi, for Matthew, that was a no-brainer. He probably asked himself, should I continue to be hated in this community by everyone? Or should I follow this rabbi that's starting to become pretty famous? Jesus looked before loving Matthew, and it turned out perfectly. Matthew became a disciple that has his own book in the Bible, he's actually the one that recorded this exchange. So let's read what Matthew recorded next. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples 
to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? Okay, so let's stop right there. Jesus is invited to dinner by Matthew. Remember, Matthew is someone that is looked down upon in his culture. He probably isn't welcomed into most places. So who do you think his friends are going to be? The people that are looked down upon? The ones that aren't accepted? The disreputable sinners. Those are his friends. So Jesus, he goes to this dinner, and it's probably a pretty large crowd, enough that the religious people take notice. The leaders and enforcers of the Jewish law, the Pharisees, see that Jesus is in this crowd. They did a good job looking, but they didn't do the best job of loving in this situation. And so these Pharisees ask a question, why does your teacher eat with such scum? No love is happening here. All they are doing is making sure it is known how much they look down upon that group. But Jesus is always looking and loving. Let's read how he responds to this question. When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call, not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Okay, Jesus is working on so many levels right here. It's absolutely amazing. First off, I want to talk about the scripture that Jesus quotes. So this is from the Hosea, the, the prophet Hosea chapter 6. In this piece of Jewish scripture, the prophet Hosea is relaying the word of God to the Jewish people. The Jewish people had turned their back on God and what he was asking them to do. So God is explaining what he wants from the Jewish people. Here's what the scripture says. In this moment, God says, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. So here God is telling the Jewish people that he doesn't want them to sacrifice to him. He wants them to show love. He wants to draw them close. He wants them to know who he is. And as we learned last week from Abel, God is love. He wants them to learn love. So when the Jewish people were doing these sacrifices for God, but they aren't actually loving him, it's like almost borderline offensive to God. God is telling them that he wants less rule following and more love, which is exactly what is happening here with Jesus and the Pharisees. He looks at them and he knows exactly how he can love them. Jesus quotes the scripture that they would understand in that moment. Jesus shows them that they need to be loving the people that he's about to eat with. Jesus breaks down that the people that are sick and hurt need a doctor, not people yelling at them and telling them that they're sick. Could y'all imagine a doctor like that? A doctor like walking down the street just going, hey man, that rash over there on your arm, like... Need to get some fungus cream. Or like, hey, you got a broken leg. And then having the understanding on how to help all these people, but then never actually helping them. Just calling out how they're sick and broken to the world. This is what Jesus is explaining to these guys. He's calling them these kinds of doctors that aren't helping anyone. In addition to seeing what the Pharisees need, 
Jesus understands the crowd he's with as well. He looks at them before loving them. I mean, think about it. Can you imagine how that felt for Matthew and the disreputable sinners? Every day they are looked down upon by their culture. So being called scum by a Pharisee probably wasn't incredibly abnormal for them. But to see a rabbi, Jesus, standing up for them and standing up for them against the Pharisees, think of the love that they might have felt coming from Jesus in that moment. Then, what might be the most telling part of this account is that it just ends right here. We don't hear anything else about the meal. There's nothing about the amazing teaching that Jesus has in those moments. No amazing miracles happen at the dinner. Nothing. All he does is sit there and talks with them. And this just further confirms Jesus' ability to look at people and know what they needed. He knew that they just needed to be treated as people. Now I want to share one more firsthand account of Jesus' life where he looks at people before he loves them. In this account, one of Jesus' friends, Lazarus, dies. And after waiting a few days, Jesus goes to meet with his family. And when Jesus gets there, he's met by one of Lazarus' sisters, Mary. So let's take a look at how Jesus' friend and disciple John records this exact situation. He writes, Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep, so they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. So in this moment, we see a few things. The first thing is that there is a huge crowd there mourning alongside the family of Lazarus. There are so many other people that loved and cared for that family, that they showed up with them to mourn, to grieve. The second thing is that Mary knows that if Jesus was there when Lazarus died, things would be different. She totally understood the power Jesus was carrying with him at all times. So that's what's going on. But it's this next part that I want to spend some time with. I want you to see how Jesus reacted to the people that were around Mary the people that knew Lazarus, the people that thought about Lazarus, the people that loved Lazarus. Let's see how Jesus reacts to them. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, he was deeply moved in spirit and was troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. Once again, Jesus looks, then he loves. He saw what they were going through. He looked at what they were feeling. He loved them the way they needed to be loved in that moment. Jesus shared in their brokenness. He stood there with them and he wept. He wept even though he knew Everything was going to be okay. Even though Jesus knew that in a few moments, he was going to go to Lazarus and raise him back to life. Even though he understood that because Lazarus believed, he was going to have everlasting life in heaven. He knew how this story was going to end, but Jesus couldn't help but feel for the people that were hurt. 
He couldn't help but weep with the people that were weeping. He couldn't help but grieve with the ones that were grieving. Jesus looked before he loved. This is where we need to be. When it comes to loving people, we can't just give them what we think is right. We have to love them the way they need to be loved. We have to love them in a way where it will affect them the most. Now, as you can see, this agapow type of love doesn't always need to be a fixing thing, right? You don't have to fix things in people's life to agapow love them. Agapow can be sitting with people in the pain that they're in, grieving with them. Sometimes it can be doing work with people. Sometimes it could be showing up and moving a couch, picking up food for someone, paying for that one thing that they need. But we have to look at them first before we can show them love. Then we have to actually follow through on what we're seeing. I had the opportunity to see that firsthand this week. I was asked to help preside over a funeral service this week and I noticed that, that all the times I was there, there was somebody from the funeral home like just around, right? particularly this one guy. And when we started at the funeral home, he, he was there making sure everything was like ready to go, checking in with everybody, everything good, yeah. He went up there uh, to, to say, you know, hey, we thank you for the family, thank, family thanks you for being here. He was there in the room when the family said goodbye for the last time. He helped drive the car to the cemetery, made sure everyone was there before the graveside ceremony started. He was like, hold on, we gotta wait, there's still people walking up. And with each moment, I could see how he treated the family with gentleness and respect. And while I was there, I just felt the spirit start messing with me. And it was like, in that moment, I knew I needed to go and chat with this guy that was working with the funeral home. So eventually I went over to him, I thanked him for his professionalism, and, and I, I let him know I'd noticed how well he'd been taking care of the family, and, and he appreciated the compliments. And he said, man, we just, we just wanna serve people in their most fragile time. We take pride in how we take care of people. This man, his whole life, his livelihood is agapow love, looking at people and then loving them. He understands the place they are in and that he makes sure they are loved in the way that they need to be loved. When families might be having the worst days of their lives, he shows up and loves them. And it was incredible to see on display. And some of us have felt love like this before. We felt that love. And we can recognize it as Jesus taking care of us, weeping with us in our tough moments. And for, for some of y'all listening to my voice right now, this is what you needed to hear. This is the love that you needed to feel. You needed to know that God was there with you and, and you clicking on this right now might be the way that you felt God's love in this moment. This is the first time that you felt like God saw you. Well, I want you to know that even though you're feeling this right now with him, he has been with you every single step of your life, celebrating with you when things went well and weeping and grieving with you when things went wrong. So right now, I wanna give you a chance to deepen your relationship with Jesus much more than just, just feeling him right now. If you're someone that has never been a believer in him, but right here, right now, you feel like you, you do believe, like for the first time, what I'd like to do is lead you in a conversation with Jesus, which we'd call a prayer. And in this prayer, you will just simply confirm your trust and your faith in Jesus. That Jesus is who he says he was, the Son of God, the perfect Lamb, 
sacrifice for you to make you right with God. And I know this can be a little bit weird, a little bit scary, so I'm going to ask the rest of the Akuo community to pray along with you right now. Because here at Akuo Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community there with you. We aren't going to leave you when things get tough. And if you're listening to this after it was live, just know that we're praying for you in the future as well. So if you want to confirm your belief in Jesus, just go ahead and say this. Just between you and Jesus, just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now, for the rest of us believers, whether you believe in Jesus for the last five seconds, it just happened right now, or the last five decades, I want to lead you in something. Y'all, we are Kuo Church. We spent two weeks learning how to listen to God, and we're going to do that right now. I want us to approach God with a, a great attitude, an attitude of humility, and make ourselves available. Because as we've been saying all year, sometimes the best ability is availability. And then we can just sit, wait, sit and wait on him to say something to us. Now, I want you to know it's okay if in this moment you don't hear from him. It's still good to sit in the silence and just spend a minute with him. Make yourself available. It's also okay if you get distracted in these moments. Just do your best to go back. Do your best in this. You don't have to be perfect. The more you go along, the better you'll get. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. We're going to ask one question to God. We're going to ask one question to Jesus, and then we're going to wait and listen. So just between you and Jesus, just ask this. Just ask Jesus, will you show me the people I need to be looking at and loving? I'll come back in a minute to finish out this prayer.
Now let's pray. Jesus, thank you for everything you've done for us. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for sacrificing your life for us. Jesus, please help us look at the people around us. Help us love them the way they need to be loved. Help us weep with the ones that are weeping. Please help us grieve with the ones that are grieving. Jesus, help us stand up for the ones that have been broken down and are continuing to be held down. Jesus, help us have the same view of people that you do. Help us show your love in the most amazing, amazing way possible. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy and mighty and loving name. Amen. All right, thank you so much for being a part of this today. Before we go, there are a few things that I'd like to share with you. The first thing I'd like to share with you is movie night. On Friday, March the 10th, we will be meeting out at the pavilion to watch a movie, have some snacks, have some refreshments, and we are inviting all of you to come and hang out with us while we watch the movie, The Bad Guys. Now, this will be a great time to be in community with one another and enjoy a fun family movie. I cannot wait to hang out with all of you on March 10th. Now, another way that you can be in community is by joining one of our many community groups that we have going on here at Akuo. If you're interested in being a part of a group here at Akuo, it is so easy to find. To do that, all you have to do is go to akuo.church community and you can find one that fits you in the best way possible. We have groups going on all week long, different kind of uh, people in each group that you can go and be a part of. Y'all, I say this all the time, the best thing that you do here at Akuo might be joining one of these groups. Now, one of these groups that we will have coming up will be a special one-day-only group until the, the next one-day-only group. Now, as you know, this year, we have been talking about what it looks like to be ready, that we have been created for a certain purpose and we need to live it out. Well, we understand that not everyone has caught on to what that might look like in their lives, what their purpose looks like in their own life. So to help you out, we will have a couple of things going on. For the next two weeks, we're gonna be talking about our third L here to Kuo, learn your purpose. So the next two messages will be directly about learning your purpose. But also, we will have a group that we are calling the Purpose Path. The hope is that we can help you learn more about how you have been put together by God so you can learn your purpose and eventually link to your community. You can sign up now by scanning the QR code on the screen or by signing up at akuo.church community. Now, the last thing I wanna to talk to you about is your generosity here at Akuo. Y'all, I just want you to know that when you are generous with your resources here at Akuo, it goes towards things that help change people's lives for the better. It goes towards us showing the agapal kind of love for our community. It goes for our neighbors next door at the Sorrento. It goes for our unsheltered friends here in the community. It goes for teachers at schools and students at schools. That's what we do. And y'all, we serve a God that wants us to be generous with his church and we thank you for showing that. And when it comes to giving here to Kuo, I want you to know I'm not hung up on the amount or the percentage. I just want you to be listening to God about it. I want you to ask him how much you should be giving. And that little voice, that little random thought, that's what you should be doing. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, maybe you haven't heard from God yet about this, one of the many ways 
that you can start expressing your generosity here at Akuo is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. That could be a place that you start, but we don't want this to be a burden for you. We want you to do this as a celebration of the relationship that you have with Jesus. And not only that, this isn't a thing where like it's transactional, where you give something to God and you expect him to give you something back. Remember, God wants your love, not your sacrifices. So when you give, it's giving out of love, not out of sacrifice. It's getting, giving out of celebration. Because here at Akuo, giving and being generous is about celebrating all the things that you have received through your relationship with Jesus. It's just like what we've been talking about during our time this year. We want to make sure that we are putting God first, that we are trusting him, that we are loving him, and we are celebrating what he's done in our lives. Now, the celebration of giving might not be a possibility for you right now, and things might be tough for you and your family, and that's okay if things are tough for you right now. Please allow us to help you out. We want to encourage you to be generous and celebrate in this way. But if you can't, we want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akugo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akugo.church, or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to be generous here at Akuo Church, the way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church, and clicking on the giving link and following the on-screen instructions. We also have our text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. If you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to spend, send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail it to Akuo at PO box 100, 125 San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you. And me and the rest of the Akuo team will be praying for you all week long. Now, before we go, I just want to pray over you one last time. So Jesus, I just ask that as as people turn off their their phones, uh, put away their tablets, and, and turn off their TVs, I pray that you would be speaking to them. I pray that you would be illuminating the things and the people that they need to be looking at and then loving. I pray that they would understand the needs that are around them, that are coming from the people that they love, and that you would help each and every person that hears my voice right now help those people in the best and most loving way possible. Jesus, we thank you for everything. We thank you for how you're moving here. We thank you for how you are growing our community. We love you. And we pray all these things in your holy and mighty and wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you this week. We will see you at a community group over the next few days. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.